Hello and welcome to the absolute game of nerds with your non-geek, non-nerd hosts, JP and Rohan. This is episode 15 with a true nerd joining us today as our guest. And I'm going to have Rohan give a proper introduction for our friend Phil here. Uh, yeah, we have Phil, the, 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 the one true king of the nerds as he is self-proclaimed, which we will get into. Uh, but yeah, I just met Phil randomly on Instagram. He actually came across my profile and messaged me. He was like, oh, I love your stuff. You know, if you ever need help with anything, you know, let me know. And we just started chatting. And I was like, dude, we've got to have you on the show. Um, Phil is obviously a huge uh, personality in the community. Uh, he's got a, a new show as well, Comics and Chaos, which is actually very similar to JP and I's show where it's just, there's no real agenda. They just want to talk about stuff, which is why I like it. And they just jump on, have a bunch of awesome guests, and they just discuss um, so everyone say hello to Phil. Phil, how are you doing? How's it going? Say hi. Guys, honored to be here. Um, thank you for thank you for inviting me out. You know, um, this is I'm I'm very new to YouTube. Um, really trying to find find my 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 voice and way over here in the YouTube side of things. Um, obviously been Instagramming for a, 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 about two years now um oh maybe three uh i can't remember but <laughs> it's been a minute um but yeah it's uh it's 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 wonderful to be here so i just appreciate the invite and i'm excited to come out and talk and make new friends and meet new people and this is this is what it's all about and i feel like youtube's really the place to get to do that because at the end of the day you know i, I would do lives on instagram and stuff like that but there's just such a, a a much more of a like an add kind of mindset of just swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping yeah. and, you know especially in the comic book community everybody's looking for a book for sale or an unboxing and then they come across phil talking there's like <laughs> nah <laughs> so like doesn't matter how many followers you got there's like are you are you opening something phil i'm like no is are you going to sell something no I, I, you know it's just like so this was this was perfect to really try and get to go to a place where you could really get to know other people. And so I appreciate the opportunity to hang out with you guys tonight and make a couple new friends, I hope. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, I guess you could say that the comic book IG is like uh, is like Tinder. You're either swiping left or right, whether you. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. It's a very okay. Tinder mentality. I'll agree with that. Uh, agree anyway, with that. so, Phil, we always kind of start our interviews with just kind of an origin story. So why don't you tell people who you are, how you came into the hobby, when, what you know, what you grew up on, that kind of thing. You know, um, okay, so my name is Phil, um, uh, one true nerd king. Uh, it, uh, I, boy, how did, how did, how did I get started in comics? You know, um, it was a cold day in Indiana. No, um, so I, I really got started with like the Jim Lee X-Men. Um, yeah, when I was a young like kid, I was, uh, I was, oh gosh, you know, I, I was born in 79, so I'm, I'm showing my age. I'm in my mid 40s. Uh, and, um, you know, the 90s were my time for comics. I, I wasn't really into them in the 80s. Uh, I, I, I got into them retrospectively, but I was not reading, you know, comics back in the 80s. I started off in the 90s. And Jim Lee was what really kind of got me started. And actually, though, it was uh, J. Scott Campbell in Gen 13 that hooked me. Um, and obviously, for reasons. Being a, a young, <laughs> JP's a, a young big fan. There's two reasons. There's two reasons for that, right? <laughs> yep. Um, we won't get into that right now. But 
Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So th those were, that's really what, um, that it was that time frame in comics that I really kind of fell in love with comics. And I, and I was into comics until um, like, you know, those two reasons with J. Scott Campbell, I met in real life and I, uh, I decided to move away from comics for a period of time. Um, it's kind of like all of a sudden like girls. Okay. I don't have to read about them now. I can actually meet a couple. Um, and it was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, but it was, uh, my daughter that actually got me back into comics and, um, you know, her, her, her journey through, uh, uh, chemotherapy, um, and us beginning to share stories and read comics, um, with her at a young age and sharing like, you know, superhero stories and things like that, you know, inspiring to kids going through those kinds of things. And that's what really got me back into comics about, at least paying much more close attention again and starting to pick up a few things here and there about, Oh, 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. And then it was what brought me here to uh, social media was um, I've been building websites and, you know, internal communication systems and working in medical technology like Epic and things of that nature for a number of years. And when COVID hit, hospitals had to find new ways to communicate with the community and patients and things of that nature. And the, the foremost way was streaming. And so to begin to wrap their heads around that, they threw me at it. And obviously I'm not a doctor or a nurse or a medical professional. I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a tech guy. And, um, I was trying to think of what can I talk about? What can I go on to discover how to best use these tools and not just watch people? Cause I learned by doing. So I went and started talking about comics and it started off actually as, um, uh, I was actually going to document my journey of losing weight and watching Marvel movies and going through the whole MCU and agents of shield that all up. Um, but because <laughs> I just gonna do the whole thing in its time and canon and Agents of Shield happened and all of a sudden I was just like, Well, I can't walk through this whole thing because I'm gonna go lose my mind. Um and then it just I started getting into like going to auctions, buying books again, maybe getting a little competitive. And um yeah, that's when that's that's when I created this account about two years ago, just actually just after kind of COVID started. And I really got back into this account that I am now, uh, One True Nerd King. And that's because my my personal account, I'm not going to say its name, but this is a play on that. And um, that's where it all kind of started, but that's a separate account that I, I don't really use anymore. So uh, this was One yeah, True, like the One True King of the North, right? Yeah, the One yeah, True yeah. King of the North from Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh yeah. One True Nerd King, yeah. <laughs> the True Nerd is called A the... Song of Ice and Fire, Phil. Mm, yeah. That's very true. There you go. Yeah. So that's where that's where the name came from. And there was at the same time a King of the Nerds. And I don't know if he's still around, but he got super pissed um, that I was going by Nerd King. And oh. um, all of a sudden it was the it was the snubs and the not talking to's and they're like, OK, well, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know you had the name before me uh, or yeah. like King of the Nerds. But I'm just like, I'm Nerd King. We're, we're just backwards vice versa we could be friends and he just uh yeah so anyways isn't isn't like a business name where you file for a fictitious name and then you find out you know you just sort of go with something 
And he had a cool logo too, man. He had like a crown on him and like the whole robe and everything. Like th- this guy uh-huh. had had a whole logo and everything, and it was just me, you know, like just a picture of me with like holding a comic book for like the longest time. And um, I, I I think he was just like this freaking amateur, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Then then it just all went downhill. So nice. Uh, real quick, uh, Phil, I was just gonna say it, it, it seems to be quite common with most people we talk to that are in our generation, like, and JP and I are the same way. The two comic books that we talk about, what we started on when we were kids, Jim Lee X-Men, Todd mm-hmm. McFarlane's Spider-Man run. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems like we all kind of cut from the same cloth in, in that mm-hmm. regard. Image uh, image shaped my, my youth great deal, right? I mean, yes, I was exposed to those guys via Marvel. The Marvel family specifically, obviously, is where much of this came from. However... Um, it was those image comics that kept me coming back. I was a lot, I I caught up, I I got caught up in the fad, you know, these guys were on freaking like, you know, MTV dude. I mean, Liefeld was doing freaking Levi's commercials. I mean, their comics, comics kind of came out of the closet, right? You know, like all of a sudden it was just like, yeah, okay. We don't really talk about it, but these guys are cool, right? Cause they're kind of doing their own thing. It's It's a little rock and roll, right? It's a little rock and roll. And I, I was able to feel comfortable in it. But we're also of the age well enough to know, too, it still wasn't cool, though, to be reading comics at that time at our age, <laughs> you know. So it was kind of like one of those things where it was still comics were cool until the age of like 17, maybe yeah. 16, 17 tops. Like you at that point, you're like you're in the senior area of being a comic book collector. And then you were officially weird. So it was kind of like yeah. it was kind of like we all left for a little while or at least we told ourselves <laughs> we left for a little while um, because especially it became so much pop culture. But uh, well, Rohan I and I, we were in. we were out for about 20 some years, but you've you've been in longer. You said for your, your daughter, right? How's uh How's she doing? She's doing well. Um, she's she's on chemo again right now, um, but oh, she's man. trooping so- through. It's she's a she's a, she's a badass. I'm blessed to I'm blessed to be around her and see her and witness the magnificence magnificence that is uh, perseverance on a daily basis. And um, you know, I, I'm I'm lucky to be a a father to you know such a kick-ass little kid so i'm uh i'm blessed and she's she's doing good she's doing good she's doing her best every day and i can't ask for more than that and we share comic books and well we okay we used to share comic books dramatically and then she started getting into anime and manga and (laughs) we still do we still do but not as much comics aren't as cool to her now how old is she phil she's 16 okay she's 16 yeah yeah so it's been a minute my friend it's been it's been a journey um but yeah she's uh she's 16 and she's she's doing great she's doing great i'm proud of her so i couldn't i couldn't be more proud of anybody in my life uh so but yeah anyways um so yes we do we do share comics once in a while especially new ones um when i see a, a a a story because i am an indie fan um when i see a story that kind of catches her vibe um i especially introduce her to that and occasionally a marvel or a dc story if it's something brand new that i can kind of introduce her to but i don't try to be one of those persons that's like now back when we started in the golden age versus the silver age version of captain america i'm not that guy i'm not that dad um a lot of my a lot of my comics are modern 
nineties um, and up because that was, that was what shaped me. Cause I'm a reader. I'm not, I do have a few collection like books, like they're because they're characters that matter to me, but they're mostly modern characters, you know, Harley Quinn's miles Morales, things like that. Right. Those are, those are, um, you know, not like Hawkman and, <laughs> and Batman, you know, going back to, yeah. Or original X-Men, you know, I, I, I don't well, know. Are you, are you someone that has like a, a pull list at an a, a LCS right now currently? No. And I, and I only don't have a pull list because of what I've been doing with reviewing comics. It, um, it became so expansive that it almost became intimidating to go into the LCS each week. Right. Because all of a sudden it was just like, oh, crap, I'm going to walk out with 20 books this week. Like, this is ridiculous. I need to start paring it down. And I, and I started talking with John's comics uh, with kids. Um, great guy. If you haven't met him, um, do um, amazing man. And John was just kind of like, Phil, I got a rule. It's like five books tops, five books every single week. And I said, but there's so many great stories out there. He's just like, and most of them can wait into a trade. <laughs> most of them can wait into a trade because it was, because at the same time too, he's like, Phil, you're a reader. Like you're buying these books but you're just reading them and they're going into a box, right? It's not like it's, I'm not, I'm not going out and buying 20 books and flipping them. They're all, they're all 20 different issues of completely different books, not variants, not cover A's and B's and C's and D's. It's, it's cover A and that's it. No, no special ratio variants, none of that 20 different titles. And so that's when John was just like, wait for the trade paperbacks and, I, I learned that lesson from him and I've started doing that a lot more now. So what I do instead is I listen a lot to the community, what's kind of getting some buzz, what people sound interested in. Um, I'll obviously look ahead of time uh, as well too, like what's kind of catching on, uh, uh, you know, new books this week, or I'll check uh, what's kind of trending with uh, cover price, things of that nature. And those will be the books I go and I jump into. Um, but very often they're new because I'll read like the first three issues and then I stop and I wait until the trade paperback comes out. So what are you currently reading right now? Um, I really enjoyed Stoneheart by Emma Kubert. That was a great book from last week. Um, I picked up a few new ones today. And you're big into the um, indie thing, right? And that's kind of what I, I seem like. Yeah, I'm a lot more indies. Um, I'm enjoying Liquid Kill. Um, this is actually from Whatnot Publishing. Um, I'm not usually a big Whatnot Publishing kind of guy, but uh, I'm enjoying this. You know, I've got I, I don't really so much follow series as I follow writers. I, mm -hmm. I love Colin Bunn, Colin Bunn. I love uh, James Tinian. Um, I'm I like those two are like two of my favorite writers right now. So it really doesn't matter what the project is. If they're writing it, I'm on it. Um, that's kind of like my pull list. My, my pull lists are almost more writers nowadays got than it, it is now, anything else. We, we're not, and we haven't really talked to too many people yet. We have a couple so far, but on the modern kind of age stuff. Tinian is something that's killing the children. Something is killing the children. Nice house on the lake. Oh, that's him too. Um, okay. I forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's DC Black Label, but to me, that's Vertigo. You know, to me, it's because, mm. you know, they bought Vertigo and all of a sudden it went away and all of a sudden DC Black Label's out and, uh, so I kind of consider DC Black Label in my heart Vertigo, like a grandfather clause of sorts, but it's definitely not. It's obviously not. It's DC, you know? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't even really can. In some ways, man, I, I don't even know if I consider Image an indie anymore. 
you know, image is like 90% of the indie market. You can't be that big of a market and be an indie. Um, You know, so at the end of the day, I get it because everybody's publishing under their own, just under the big brand, but it's the fact that you can publish things that, you know, really differentiates and that, that, that purchasing power that you have with image that really differentiates between you and like self publishers, people with Kickstarters, stuff like that. That's, that's indie AF and, and that to me is that's that's my vibe. That's where I try to spend a lot of my my airspace uh, when I get into reading. I'll get caught up in FOMO once in a blue moon, but it's um, it's it's the indies that have always and Sick Tick was where it started. Something is killing the children is definitely what got me started down the indie path um, and really enjoying Tinian and in all of his runs. So yeah. So uh, can you just. Um... Bear with me here. So I'm very ignorant to that world. So when I hear it's in the DC universe, but I'm assuming it's DC Black that Lisa, that's not the same yeah. universe in a Superman, Batman, and that's um it. no, it's kind of like their excuse to be more of an adult label. It, it can be like, you know, you're gonna see like, you know, the Captain Colds and like the rogues. And you know, technically they can still exist in the same universe. They're just basically smaller stories. Nice house on the lake is just like um uh, just I, I I don't really know how to describe Black Label as far as like being a part of the DC universe. It's just cool sh- that they can publish that wouldn't fit in with a DC proper universe, in my opinion. Um, that's kind of where Black Label sits, and that's where you can see things like um, like the Rogues and some of the crazier Harley Quinn and Joker stories. You know, some of the more adult stuff too, like the darker yeah. things. They don't no, want they, you don't you don't want your kid picking this book up off the rack usually. Got it. Okay. But Constantine came into the DC world from the Vertigo purchase. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So that was, that was some time. That was how long back did they buy? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I wasn't okay. collecting at that point, man. You know, this is, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm the last two years indies, right? Mm. This is beforehand, you know, when I was exposing my kid to comics and things of that nature, that was, that was Marvel mainly in some DC. Um, and that was just to me because DC, I don't know, man, DC uh, being a kid from our generation, you know, I remembered Marvel being a bit more edgy than DC back in, yeah. back in when I was reading. I, I, Cause I mean, I felt like I, as an outcast outsider kind of kid, you know, the kid that was bullied, the kid that was picked on the weird one, you know, I always felt, a lot more identification with like the X-Men, for example, right? Because it didn't matter how, what the X-Men did, no matter how good they did something for everyone and saved all these people, all these lives, everybody still fucking hated them. You know, at the end of the day, nope, you're a mutant. You know, you're weird. You're different. We don't, we're not, we're not going to like you. We just saved earth. You, you know, from everybody around. And it's kind of like, in my mind, that kind of felt I, I I got more I got more from that than Batman and the Justice League and, you know, even Teen Superman. Titans and stuff like that. I didn't see that kind of um, parallel that I had as a youth growing up to really gravitate towards something. Now, did I feel that in in the image universe? Nope. I didn't feel that that same kind of edge I did with like the X-Men and that kind of outcast scenario. But that's what got me into comics. It's not what kept me there, but it's what yeah. got me into it. And, um, you know, those are the kinds of things that I introduced my daughter to 
but I wasn't introducing her to the image stuff because image comics from the nineties were all TNA um, oversized dudes and very light on story. It was, you know, we got all the best artists obviously, but we needed to pick up a few writers too. We kind of forgot that along the way. And um, yeah, unfortunately (laughs) some of are going to look at it right now. What do you mean? (laughs) But okay. Yeah. Um, And I love them and I still bought them, but for a young girl, it wasn't the right kinds of comics for me to be throwing at her at first. So I, I stuck a lot with uh, Marvel and DC, uh, a few DCs, but mostly Marvel, like Spider-Man and stuff like that. She was really uh, interested in. So, yeah, it wasn't until the last two years that I kind of became disenchanted with um, Marvel and DC. Comics Why? proper. It just it, it felt repetitive. Um, it is, it's, it's always an homage of an homage of an homage of an homage of an homage or, Oh, Hey, we're, we're starting over the universe again with the exact same story, but it's just somebody slightly different, you know, or we're going to put in a twist where now it's, uh, you know, it's whatever. And, and, and I don't mind the, um, I, I, I am a champion of, uh, you know, uh, diversity in comics. So it's not those kinds of changes that bothered me. It was just like, we're just doing the same story again, man. I'm like, okay. How many more crises on, on, in multiverses and all these other, you know, Oh, they're dead. Nope. They're back. Ha ha. Just kidding. You know, I, I just got tired of it and I got tired of the baggage that came with it. Right. I felt like every single time. And it was especially the X-Men, the X-Men were the worst. X-Men still are the worst you have to have almost like a master's of comic book theology to understand still (laughs) where like the X-Men are in the current Marvel. The X-Men are their own universe in the Marvel universe, right? It's like niche, niche. And I just kind of got tired of it. And I like to be able to pick up a book and be able to read five issues and have a whole arc and love it and not have to buy 15 issues every week because there's a crossover with a the little tie in from B and an X from C. And do you remember this one from 30 years ago? We're just going to bring this character back real quick. And all of a sudden I got to get out the app. That's what kind of that's, it was the baggage mostly that really kind of turned me off of uh, Marvel because they've, they've done so many great stories and I still have the app. I still like to read Marvel comics. I just don't really buy new Marvel comics unless I hear or DC Unless I hear something amazing, I'm like, dude, like you, if you don't read this run, you're missing out in life. Okay, I'll <laughs> check it out when it's a trade, um, or it comes out on the app. But I'm I'm out of I'm out of buying moderns in those, and it's just strictly because I like to read, man. I like reading the books, mm-hmm. and I just got tired of reading them. Yeah, it's well, I don't think I've read a book in the two years we've been back. I mean, I have uh, Dark Knight, the Frank Miller run. On a trade paperback, I want to read. I got Invasion from DC from the '90s. I want to read, but uh, I'm more into just the key, the key books, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, find out about the story after the fact. Because that, what drew drew me back into it was I, I went back to the LCS near me after years of you know I'm in a new town, so I went to this LCS when I moved here, but I hadn't been back in a while, and I just got drawn in at the end of COVID all the cool stuff on the wall so i was like oh man i remember all this stuff you know and i had been watching the movies forever and i knew the stories because i knew infinity gauntlet from the 90s mm-hmm. because i knew the characters but you know they change so they don't change a bunch but they change enough that it doesn't always help you to read the story to follow the movies right 
Oh, absolutely. The background. Yeah. Uh, you, but, they changed it enough to keep it interesting so that people that read the books would still want to see the movie. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a character I remember, but it's not like verbatim yeah. for the for the books. And that's what kind of made me mad. It's like, we'll keep that storyline so I know what to expect when we're coming, you know, when, when the next Avengers movie comes out and whatnot. But I stuck with it, but I, I wish, not that I don't have time, but I don't, I guess, to, to read as much as mm -hmm. I'd like. I mean, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been every once in a while now when I have some free time, I've been, cause you can find most comics now, at least older ones online mm -hmm. to read. And, you know, I'm a big silver age guy as, as, as we talk about a lot on the show. And so like, you know, I read fantastic four, number one. So I've been going through and I made a list of books I want to read or comics I want to mm -hmm. read from back in the day. And I've actually enjoyed that, but I totally feel you on the, the, like, if you've been reading for a long time, it's hard not to get kind of fatigue on the, just kind of like same themes and same arcs and same like i completely completely well, get you think with that you got I, I think we're all star wars fans correct right i mean oh yeah you know yeah. i'm a fan you guys we're, are definitely bigger fans than me right i mean i i can't the year i was born was the year you know new hope came out so you know i have a little bit and mm -hmm. my when my son was born the last movie was made at the time when they finished the original you know trilogy or, or prequel and trilogy so there was a tie in there and then they made three more movies and screwed it all up. So there's no more time anymore. But it was the same arc over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it, it never beat the original movies, in my opinion. Some of the characters like... Oh, yeah. Nothing has beaten the original three. Nothing has even come close, in my opinion. But if you think about then, as a kid in the 90s, when Matrix came out, that was like mind-blowing. for, a sh And that mm -hmm. was like, a, you know, like an indie almost, in a sense. It had mm -hmm. some similar uh, qualities to Total Recall and Terminator. But they made mm -hmm. it their own show that just, I mean, blew my mind. It was one of the coolest movies I'd ever seen at the time and still is. And that's probably the feeling. Maybe I'm just assuming, but the feeling you get from the indies because it's different. It's a different yes. take. It's not the same arc. And know? it's it's a different take. It's not the same arc. It's the ability to jump into a story, read it from front to back, and enjoy it for what it was. A story i don't i don't need an opera i don't need a it will never end it'll go on forever and new character and, and whole you know, universe i don't i don't i don't mind that every once in a while it's nice to pick up a novel and read it and that was it you know and it was a, it was a great story and um it's kind of what's it's, it's kind of what's screwing up marvel in general um right now in the movies it's just yet eventually there's a reason why things come to an end because then you can start over, right? Let, let them let, but let them end and like cut it off. Just like, you know, turn off the tap for a minute and let people be hungry. Then again, for these characters to come back and, and I get it. It's a money-making machine. Disney doesn't know how to not make money. They're going to make money no matter what. But in my mind, why I love Indies is the fact I can pick up a beginning and an end and I can enjoy an arc. And it's something different, too. I mean, some of my favorite comics, you know, from recently don't have superheroes in them. I mean, something is killing the children doesn't have a there's no capes. There's no there's no there's there's no telepathy. There's no like, you know, you're not pulling things out of the ground with magnetism. And, you know, it's 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 refreshing in that way. Cause it feels a little bit more grounded too. So I'm kind of enjoying, I'm, I'm enjoying um, a little bit of a grounded storyline every once in a while. And it's not that I don't enjoy superheroes. It's uh, the fact that I, I get enough of them 
all over TV and, and movies and streaming services. I don't need to buy comics anymore for for my superhero fix. Mm-hmm. I just turn on the TV. Right <laughs> now, when I want when I want to like a story fix, I pick up an indie. Nice. So, yeah. uh, you know, kind of like a an analogy to that. Like, so JP and I are huge uh, NFL fans, and oh, okay. people always ask, like, "Oh, Rohan, are you going to watch?" the XFL or the AFL or these other new leagues that now happen that are after the NFL season. I'm like, no, I have no interest in watching them. One. I mean, I think the quality is quite crap, but other than that, it's like, no, I like the idea that the NFL season is here. I'm into it. And then it ends. Uh-huh. And then it's gone long enough where it's by the time it starts to come back, I'm itching for it. Exactly. Right. And it's exactly. like, Oh man, I'm mm-hmm. ready for, for the season to kick off and I get excited again. Like if it was all year round, like oh you you just get me like okay like there's another game like let's do this like yeah 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 that's a perfect analogy i love it you know the off season gets you interested because then you hear about the potential traits and that's the that's the maybe the new movies that's going to come out maybe the new character who's who's going to maybe be cast as this character you know all of a sudden that off season is like i'm a fantasy baseball guy right you know so all of a sudden the off season is just like holy who where are they going to be in the lineup? Who are they going to be batting around? You know, who's going to be pit? Oh, you know, like who's going to be that. It's that kind of, it's that kind of anticipation then of the season mm-hmm. coming that really gets it going. And um, it's just been, it's been relentless. And so I just kind of get, I, I don't want to say necessarily bored, but I just don't care as much. Right. Like I cared when we thought we were working towards the Avengers. Oh my God, I cared. I cared so much. I cared so much. And now I'm just like, I see another Avengers movie on the horizon. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Am I going to see it? Yep. Am I probably going to yeah. see it opening night? Yep. So let me, and, am I like, ah! well, <laughs> let's, we'll, we'll definitely circle back to the MCU. Cause I know you guys talk about it a lot, but like on that note, then, you know, just again, from watching your show, I know you're a huge star Wars fan. So what keeps you yes. engaged in star Wars then? Based Dave on all Filoni. of it, we've... Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni over John Favreau. Yeah, Dave Filoni. Wait, who's Dave, Dave Filoni? Filoni? Dave Filoni is the creator of the Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Cartoon, right? Dave Filoni is the guy that's really been overseeing a lot of the the real boots on the ground kind of Star Wars creation. Yeah, Favreau is amazing. I love Favreau. I totally do. But I don't think he would have the shows that he he's he's working on right now if it weren't for Filoni and the universe that Filoni created I mean let's let's take a look at some of the characters that we're most enamored with right now you got Ahsoka Tano we've got Bo-Katan we've got all these other we've got all these what were nobodies in Star Wars nobody gave a sh- about these extra characters these extra side pieces and these are the ones that everybody's like Oh my God, you know, we're talking about clones. We're talking about clones. And, and, and honestly, honestly, the prequels trash if it weren't for the Clone Wars, personally. Like, I would not, I would not care a rip about episodes one, two, and three if Filoni hadn't come out with Clone Wars. And you guys are old enough to remember there was so much backlash with Filoni, Ahsoka Tano. A girl Jedi. Anakin would never have a Padawan. He was the whole. The, if we had the internet the way we had now, the world would have melted. The world would. It was. It was worse. It was worse than the last two Star Wars movies. People 
freaked out. Conventions all over. Girl. You know, and it was just, and now all of a sudden, like she comes back and it's like the great hope. Like everybody's just like, yeah. oh, it's a song. Rosario Dawson's It's going to be a song. Everybody's just like, because they gave it time for the story to ferment and for somebody like Filoni to come in and fill in all those blanks, all that stuff we missed. That's 90 hours of Star Wars content, man. 90 JP, hours. Did you, watch, did you watch Clone Wars, JP? Yeah, I haven't watched it either. JP, Rowan, watch Clone Wars but and give it, animated, give it the right? first three episodes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's animated. It's animated. And, and I never, I never took animated to be canon. So that oh, kind of like, so well, canon. I'm not going to watch the, the cartoon. That's why I didn't think the, this, this, the Disney Plus stuff that came out that was cartoon. I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't mean anything. But it, it, it did. And it, like yeah. you said. Bro, I, I promise you. I promise you. It will change your connection with so many different things because then then rebels all of a sudden matters now a lot of these characters that we're seeing like a a lot of people that i will talk to like in star wars little circles and things that nature that aren't star wars super fans that's like oh that bo katan shake's gonna be awesome like man bo katan is a is a is a is a is a b at times you know she's like she's always after and for herself like this was this she was a part of the death watch and i watched her execute families kids wives husbands in the clone wars cartoon and then all of a sudden she unseats her sister in a power move and then finds out it was for darth maul and then she brings in the republic to help her unseat maul but it ends up turning into the empire. And then she tries to get that out. She's always, always been after and for herself. So I like, as, as soon as she came in on the first episode, she didn't come in to help the Mandalorian get Grogu back. She was along for the ride. So she could get the dark saber and right. you know, it's, it's, but it's all that history too. You learn about the dark saber in clone wars. You learn about, you, you learn about all these other big things that are really some of the most influential stuff on the current Star Wars universe and where we're going in these Disney Plus series to come was all from Filoni. This was, and this was a man that was tapped by Lucas to be his successor in so many different ways. And Filoni stayed on as opposed to when Lucas got bought out, he really went his own way because Disney didn't want to go the way he wanted to go. Filoni stayed. And in and and to me, in Filoni, I trust. I I trust. I I trust his vision. And you can kind of see too. Like, I think I think Jin's gonna be force sensitive. Um, you know, I I I do believe that because we've seen the way that different people are able to wield the dark saber. And you also see because Filoni is just a super fan. At the end of the day, Filoni's a super fan. So you see when when you see other people making comments. Like Favreau can say like, oh, it's not this or it's not that. You see just like Filoni just get this little stupid smirk on his face sitting right next to him. Like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, no, that's true. <laughs> Favreau knows. Favreau's an actor. Favreau knows how to lie. Filoni can't fucking lie. He can't do it to save his <laughs> life. He's a super fan, right? And he got to play with all these toys. And that's so, awesome. you know, this is, this to me is, if I could make any one recommendation that would totally just like, that that would just if if you really did love those first three episodes, you will be you 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 might even be like, oh my gosh, maybe that is maybe the maybe the prequels were the best thing to happen to Star Wars because of what Filoni did with the Clone Wars. Um, I, I would yeah. rank that up there as number two to uh, Rogue One. 
you know. Oh yeah, and then Rogue I One would... is excellent. Rogue One is absolutely excellent. Yeah, for, for me, think... it's it's a tie between that and Empire. To me, Rogue One is a tie between that and Empire, and then it's the Clone Wars cartoon. Wow. And and everything else is just fodder. You know. Yeah, I mean, maybe cool. that's that's kind of like I am, with Star Wars. I kind of hit a point where kind of you had said with reading Marvel books, it's like. Mm -hmm. I, the, and all I've watched really is the movies. Um, and I just kind of think that it's just gotten so, I just feel like at the movies, like they get so lazy sometimes. It's like, they know they're going to make a billion dollars with this movie that mm -hmm. they don't even like try. Cause it's like, it's, mm -hmm. it's wild to me that like star Wars is this universe where they've created a idea that anything that you're, you're only limited by your imagination. Right. So, mm -hmm. I just get so frustrated when they get so lazy. Like, for example, in The Mandalorian, I think it's season two. Um, mm -hmm. What's the episode with the Indian guy from Eternals when he's – is that season two? Oh, no, no, sorry. This oh. is the um, – this is the um, uh, um, You're talking about Kenobi. Kenobi, yes, in yes, Kenobi. Yeah. So, like, he's on that planet wherever he is, mm -hmm. and they're like, we're locking down all the ports, and, like, he can't get in. It's like, my gosh, how's he going to get out of this city? And then, like – Kamel, that's his name. Kamel, that, that that's that's the actor's name. He's like, he's like, mm -hmm. he's like, oh, you could just take the shipping route or whatever. It's right there. They're not watching that, and it's just like, guys, why are we getting so lazy with this? It's like Star Wars is, is especially with Star Wars. It's like this is a legacy that we've created where smuggling and sneaking onto things is regular. So why do we have to make it so corny when they're like, oh, just use the merchant's port right there? They're not guarding that. Like, why wouldn't they guard that? Like, they should obviously <laughs> right there. Or like right. in um in Episode Nine when uh in episode nine when when they're like okay we got to sneak aboard this imperial ship and they're like how are we going to do it and then the one person's like wait i have this coin that grants us access without question on any imperial ship and they're like excellent and it's like problem solved and it's just like guys well, it's, come on it's, it's like marvel with time travel right yeah. you know it's oh, kind of yeah. like oh how are we going to fix it time travel <laughs> how, what who's dead multiverse yeah. you know it's just like nah, 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 nah. there's 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 simple plot tools yeah and like lots of these things i can i can say that in 100 agree and star wars lucas was just like a, a a poem has a rhythm and it repeats right and that's what he wanted this opera to kind of be but unfortunately i think some of the what disney gave too much leash to the individual movie creators, like what we're going to be the directors to almost write the movies in some ways. I do believe episodes seven, eight, and nine are going to get better with time because I believe Filoni and Favreau will be expanding upon that universe later on. Cause I do, I, I do believe like, I, I think some of the worst writing ever in, in, in film history was episodes one, two, and three. Oh, I hate sand. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, like well, Padme pedophile, and you know all the other, all the other stuff that kind of goes along with it. Um, terrible writing, but, but with time, it fermented. We got to see the beauty in it. We got to see the big overarching story. We got to see exposition and expansion. For things like Rogue One, The Clone Wars, Rebel, all these other shows that have all taken place before luke skywalker and all that time right you know all, all of a sudden to make that stuff so much richer i have a feeling we're going to start to do that and that's why i think the mandalorian is the mandalorian is the story after return of the jedi 
right? right? Starting to really expand out that universe. And I think Star Wars will get better. I think Star Wars will... Um, I, I don't think it's going to get retconned. I don't think Ray and Grogu are going to get their own show. I, I think that that's just rumor crap. But I do believe they're going to expand on the outer universe, just kind of like they did with uh, Andor, one of the best Star Wars shows I have ever seen. I, I loved Andor. Um, a lot of people didn't. I enjoyed it 100%. It was really, it was re- I, I, I was captivated the entire time. I was interested. Great acting. And there was not a single lightsaber in it. It kind of de- no. it, it debunked the theory. Is Star Wars Star Wars without a lightsaber? And it was. It was It was still Star Wars. And it was Andor. And Andor did a great you know, job. You know, I'm not going to lie, though. I would be down with some kind of like Jedi origin type like story, movie, whatever. Like I would be or like a, a Yoda origin story. Like I would be all in on that, I will say, just for, on the notion of lightsabers. I believe the new show Acolyte that's coming um, is taking us back 2000 years, like before the new Republic old, before even old Republic. I oh, is that, the, is that the thing I've heard? That's like, it's before there were just two Sith and they were like, no, or... well, I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know a lot about it. I just know that the time frame that's supposed to take place in, and I believe the rule of two was, Oh, about about two thousand years before um, before uh, the Battle of Yavin. So um, yeah, I'm that Star Wars nerd. Um, <laughs> I, I believe. And and somebody in the comments, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe the rule of two only became knowledgeable to Yoda um, with a Force user that kind of went to the Sith about two to three hundred years before uh the battle of Yavin, before the battle of Yavin, because that was how yoda knew of the rule of two there's always two no more no less and when when qui-gon was killed and we were at the funeral pyre so hello we got a kindergartner on the phone yeah. right on the video she's beautiful she this is one of my twins did she sign in the kindergarten day or which one was that had the sign in today wait the what didn't you something about someone signing in today to kindergarten or something? Uh, no, I mean, she's only three. Um, oh. uh, so, yeah, yeah. My son's five. So he's going to start for kindergarten in the fall. So no, I, gotta- oh, I thought I saw so- something you posted that was a uh, sign in day or something for the Saint Saint. Oh, whatever, Catholic. are you following my brother? Maybe that's who I, maybe he followed me and I, and I kicked fall. So that must be what oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. He, he knows the pot. So he's probably, following, <laughs> so he's probably yeah. following you and that probably bounced back. Yeah. That was my brother. That's his daughter. I was like, okay. Yeah. I just saw Joseph in the last and I was like, all right, that's, you know, so I, my <laughs> fault. but no, um, on the, uh, on the star Wars front, you know, my, uh, it's funny. You say that things will ferment over time or get better over time. I don't know if Luke Skywalker milking that cow or whatever it was will ever get better in my head. That was mm-hmm. such a bad scene. He was such yeah. my hero, and he still is a great actor and great as Luke. And I was so happy to see the Luke that I remember from Return of the Jedi come back in The Mandalorian the for that last scene. That was yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. And I can go back, and the, when those three movies came out, the episode one, two, and three, I was there the first night at 12.01. There was two showings at a midnight yep. and a 12.01. Got into it, me and my brother. And, well, you know, the, the, the credits came down and we were into it. And Darth Maul was awesome. And Qui-Gon and, and uh, Obi-Wan. 
and then the rest of the movies were terrible because there was no chemistry between Anakin and Padme. I mean, the two of them looked like they were didn't never talk to each other, even though they were like secretly romantic behind Our the scenes. lovers somehow. Yeah, but they were not anywhere near romantic on the screen, and it didn't. I didn't buy it. And I didn't like Count Dooku, like Count Doodoo. I'm like, why did you? Couldn't you come up with a cooler name than Doodoo? You know, like it, it just seemed it seemed out there. I didn't like it. And Jar Jar Binks, you can say all that that you want, but nothing will ever match the, the original three. And I was happy when mm-hmm. seven, eight, and nine came in and started to make the same tech that was was from the original Star Wars because the first three, George Lucas said I didn't have the technology to make that, and he made it so didn't look like the original movies but then when yeah. when you know when seven eight and nine came back and they had that tie-in the same lighting the black and white lighting they had on the you know one star destroyer the the, the way the computers worked and then the mandalorian has that same feel to it so mm-hmm. it, it makes it feel more like one universe those, those kind of coming home prequels. yeah it's those like prequels did not do that but then seven eight and nine were just retelling the same old story yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm never going to pretend that they were, um, you know, fantastic. I just enjoyed them for what they were, which was oh, I yeah. felt like um, which which I felt was just trying to uh, capitalize on on a couple of still surviving actors left yeah. um, to 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 get them in on a movie. I feel like honestly, I feel, I feel like that was the impetus for making seven, eight, nine in a lot of ways was it, just because, you know, we're, we're seeing we're seeing the icons pass and everybody's getting older and older and older and older and older. And, you know, if we're going to have an opportunity to do something, do we recast these people or do we bring them back? And nostalgia says, well, we're going to sell more tickets if we bring them back as opposed to recasting them. So from what I heard, seven, eight, nine, were supposed to be each like seven was supposed to be Han Solo story. Eight was mm-hmm. going to be Princess Leia's story with nine being Luke or vice versa. And then when Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher died, they had to change that up a little bit from, mm-hmm. from what I read. I don't know if that's true or not, but Luke never acted the same that I remember him mm-hmm. from Empire and Return of the Jedi. And that's what pissed me off is that he was just a different guy. Now, yeah. for good reason, I guess. But Ish. I want to see that same Luke come back to, you know. I to- I, I missed the Star Wars from the Del Rey books. Uh, I don't know if you ever read the old star what, Wars Del Rey Thrawn, books. And- Thrawn and the Vong and like the, how, like how, how much it hurt when Chewie was killed reading those books and hearing about, you know, saving, you know, baby, baby Anakin, which was one of the, the third child of Leia and Han um, and the twins, Jason and Jaina and Mara Jade. And that Star Wars universe was tremendously well fleshed out and beautiful. And when Disney purchased it, they had to retcon it entirely because they're like, these were such successful books. We can't use these now because these freaking things were so great that everybody would know what the hell the movie is going to be, you know? So let's, let's do something fresh. Let's, let's pull it in. And then you saw them still pull Thrawn from the books and you're still and rumor has it, we're going to get Amara Jade and we're going to start to see other things still come in from those books, but they're cherry picking it. And that's kind of what they're doing right now with all the stuff Filoni made. You know, they're, they're taking like, oh man, nobody thought this was going to be cool, but it was cool. Let's grab this one back. Let's get this one back. And that's what we're seeing currently in the Mandalorian. We're seeing those side characters that nobody cared about. 
And I think we're going to see a lot of that in Skeleton Crew. Um, I think we're going to see that tremendously. There's going to be tons of Rebels, right? So if you really want to kind of get to know what's going to happen in Ahsoka, there is Rebels. And Rebels was good. Um, I I was a highlight Rebels guy. I didn't I didn't like getting every single episode and every single detail. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I went into what I knew were the high points and the things I needed to understand, like that last battle between Ahsoka Tano and Anakin. Like, bro, I cried. I don't cry in cartoons, but because <laughs> I saw the Clone Wars and I saw the way he raised her and all the things he put her through and then you realize that Anakin was essentially the one that saved her because of the kind of training he put into her and her desire to never give up and her leaving the Jedi order and essentially being kind of like Qui-Gon Jinn being a gray, you know, kind of thing. And she, she grows in such a way that that made me cry. I cried when that scene happened and she faces off against him and she realizes that's not, that's not Vader. That's Anakin. This is, they like, they didn't know like before quite before Obi-Wan figured out Ahsoka, Ahsoka was in that same story. She didn't know either. And you just see like the person that was her absolute world and shatter. And so, yeah, if I can, I am, I am way too deep star Wars dork and I apologize. I'm getting rabbit holes. You should be getting paid by these guys. Like I've been kind of out and I'm like, you're selling me. I'm coming back in. I'll tell you, bro. I, even if you just watch some of the highlights on YouTube, just to go and get into it, but, it, but getting to know Ahsoka, you get to realize what a big part she's going to be. And supposedly, you know, this entire series is on the premise of her trying to find Ezra. That's the mission that they went after. And we saw we saw the sp- the, the space whales, the force user things that we saw in the Mandalorian. That was from Rebels. Those are the creatures that took Ezra that Ezra controlled through the force to get rid of Grand Admiral Thrawn and sent him to the outer the, the uh, what is it? Outer the, Rim or? Outer Rim. Thank you. I apologize. I'm losing words. And um, rumor has it they're thinking that instead of sending it to the Outer Rim, they actually send it to a different, like a, a different galaxy per se, right? Not the Star Wars guy, but a different galaxy where the Force exists, but the Force is more magic, like like with hmm. the Night Sisters. I don't know if you're familiar with the Night Sisters. They're another creature that came from the Clone Wars and the cartoons right and that's where you get like assange ventress and all these other ones but these were these are the ones that made darth maul they go through like how they create the malls and things like that their force user they were all influenced by the night sisters and the night sisters were essentially like dark magicians they were they were definitely dark force users but it was almost more magical in sight and a lot of people believe in supposedly with these leaks that Thrawn is going to become basically like this rune god kind of like king over in this universe, making a deal with the Night Sisters, and they create basically like a zombie army to come and invade the current Star Wars universe. And like Ahsoka and Ezra and these guys are the few that know this is coming, and this is where Star Wars is going, right? The Star Wars is going to try and introduce a new kind of force, a new kind of concept where, you know. Um, somebody's stealing fruit because they just walk by it and 
throw it in their pocket, you know, or something like that. It's not because it's it's good or it's bad. It's just like I have the force, you know, got that, you know, force thieves like that, right? So it's a little bit more um, uh, Star Wars meets Dungeons and Dragons too. So That's they're they're kind of they're kind of trying to expand on the fantasy of it. Like the force can be used in different ways other than just good guy, bad guy. Red lightsaber or blue, you know, it's they're trying to expand. So if that's true, it could be cool. Yeah. Or purple or, you know, because you're a bad MF, Um, (laughs) you know, um, B.A.M.F. man. Bam. Um, And I'm not talking Nightcrawler. Um, So, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's, uh, you know, I I love that stuff. And this is the kind of stuff that me and like Kessel Run Comics will be talking about every Thursday now going forward is our Star Wars night recapping the shows and he's a big he's a big star wars nut like me but he's also very entrenched in the current comics side of it too right so i know i know a lot about comics in general but i didn't read the star wars comics i read all the del rays and i did all the other stuff but i i didn't get into the comic book versions of star wars and my boy mac he's all in. So we're, we're hoping to have some interesting conversations around that, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, and you said that show starting. When is that starting? Tomorrow is going to be our first episode. Tomorrow's going to be our first episode. First Thursday night. Like I said, I was born the year star Wars came out. I saw empire strikes back in the theater. So I return of Jedi, you know, and then I've, I've seen them all. I I had all the characters. I won't, I've sold some of them, but I keep most of them. I read those books you're talking about, and I was so hoping that that was going to be seven, eight, and nine. I want to see Thrawn. I want to see that whole story. And I even have Heir to the Empire, the first Thrawn, right next to me here. Because I'm expecting him to show up at some point because that would have been a much better story. And I'm I'm glad they're able to. Yeah, and and they're going to pull that stuff in, like you're saying, to shape this world in a better way than what they did. And yeah, and I'm hoping that it's it's something that I I don't I I know a lot of people are like please retcon seven eight nine, but I, I I don't necessarily want that. I want something to expand on it, make it richer, make it better, because um, I don't want to have to re go through that, and I don't want Luke and Leia and everybody else to kind of go out and never have had at least one last appearance, you know, kind of situation. So well, I hope they don't retcon it. That's my well, opinion. They, I mean they they. They'd have to recast them somehow, and again, that would be you know finding someone that looks like them would. I mean, I guess that could work if they want to maybe do one, maybe one movie with that, or another story that they could do is there's a story between Empire Strikes Back and Jedi of Luke trying to f- get Han from that prince, the Trusa Bakura. Yeah, <laughs> I got so, Rain Man here on Star Wars. Sorry, hell yeah. I mean, that would be yeah, a cool story too to make a movie about that yeah. itself, you know, and yeah, and. You know, but explain to me retconning. Like, what? What is that? Retconning like? means like erasing it, saying it never happened. It, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, pretending like it just didn't happen. A lot of people will say like Disney needs so. to retcon seven, eight, and nine so they can have this fresh start going forward. Like what's happening with the Mandalorian and expand on the universe from there. Not, not have this gap that we know is technically the Mandalorian's happening between Luke being kick ass at the end of Return of the Jedi, and he's still in his heyday. Versus the Luke we're going to get in another 10 years, 15, 20 years. You know, they don't want to, they don't want that gap in what's happening in here to not have that impact. So that's what I, that's what I see. Well, I mean, there's enough time for them to make those shows, but um, 
I mean, again, you could forget about them. You know, yeah. There's some. Look what they did with the Hulk and Marvel. You take care of that, Rowan. Say, yeah. Give me my cup. Give me my cup. <laughs> I just closed the door. You're my good. dad's taking care of it. You're good. You're good. And the hammer down. But I mean, the, the Hulk. We had three different Hulks, right? Mm -hmm. And then they funnily, in a, in a funny way, made made mention of him in the She-Hulk show, right? Mm -hmm. The the Ed Norton one. I don't know. Maybe the Star Wars thing can sort of make a funny reference to Luke Milken somehow because they need to tell that story because I think there's so if you're going to bring Thrawn in, you know, you need a cool Jedi. Ahsoka can be that you need. I don't know. I just I think I think if you if you if you watch Clone Wars, you'll be like, yeah, Ahsoka can be that can badass. Okay. I mean, I love it. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, she was in the, in the one episode of Mando or whatever. You, if you awesome. if if you if you give that a shot, and especially then when you see her become fulcrum, where she becomes because everybody thought she was dead. But if you watch where it goes in Clone Wars up to Order sixty six and like Rex, and you know all these all these clones that really truly matter too, and they're all coming back too with Bad Batch and all the other stuff that's going on, man. And and when Rex appears, you're gonna see you're gonna see grown ass men like me like freak the frick out. Like if Rex appears in Ahsoka, if Rex appears in Ahsoka, don't talk to me for days because I'm going to be on such a high. Because you just understand, like there is there is six days worth of Star Wars to watch. If you were to watch every single movie and every single TV show, it would take six consecutive days from front to end to finish over half of that time is the clone wars cartoon right so everywhere star wars has ever been half of that journey is the clone wars cartoon that's how important that show is and that's where feloni got his start you know that's where feloni started to play with these characters that nobody else wanted to do and that's how they got the mandalorian right and that's how yeah. and that's how favro knows because of feloni Favreau knows what he can do with the characters because Filoni's just like, yeah, no, that that character never had that art. That character never had those power sets. That character could never do this or do that. Or th but this one could, and this one could, and this one could. And that's how we get to see his influence in in things like The Mandalorian and, and these other shows and other parts and pieces. Um, yes, he had things to do with Kenobi and everything else too, but I still I, I enjoyed Kenobi for what it was. Um I am I am I I'm 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 losing faith in Marvel and I'm gaining hope in Star Wars. I'm not going to lie just because of the people that are the, the people that are in charge right now. Uh, Favreau did magical things with Iron Man in the creation of the Marvel Universe. And I think he's going to do fantastic things um, over at Star Wars in Lucasfilm, this side of the Disney branch. But I do believe at the end of the day, um, it's Filoni that is really um really really the man that that kind of helped get it all together and actually make something special that we have to play with now um more so than anything more so than the things right. that happened in seven eight nine i i wish i would have watched them I, I just never got into the animated part of it like i said earlier but you got me hooked to go yeah i mean i gotta i gotta I, figure out some time i, I have, a, I have you. like i might i might have to just start a series with you guys where you just go through the episodes and just be like yeah. all right now we're gonna go we're gonna this week's homework episodes seven eight and nine ten eleven and twelve they're 20 minutes the cool thing is too these were these these were cartoons like you know years ago as well so like each episode's like 15 20 minutes Oh, right. It's not like it's it's it, but that's why you're going to you're going to look at you like, oh, my God, 30 episodes in a season. And you're <laughs> like, 
Oh, well, wait, that's about seven hours. Okay. Over the span of like two weeks. That's easy. You know, it's kind of like you binge a few here that night. You binge a few there that night. You're just going like, ah, and some of the stories totally don't matter, but you'll be surprised how many do. And you're going to be surprised how many characters like Cad Bane showing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you've got like and and, and you're going to see introductions to all kinds of bounty hunters, different kinds of droids. Why did they matter? You know, you, last time we saw IG-88 was in the, you know, Return of the Jedi, not Return Empire Strikes Empire. Back, right? And yep. all you did was see him stand there. He didn't, his head didn't move or swivel, but you get to see these battle droids like kidnapping senators in the Clone Wars and like that, like years ago. And all of a sudden it was like, let's put him in the Mandalorian. Because again, character nobody cares about. But right. Loney expanded on and showed what they could do well, and what their powers that's were. That, so, that's like... You know, not I don't want to get off the Star Wars topic just yet, but you know, we you know, James Gunn did that with DC and taking those D level characters and C level and making a whole cool universe out of them. And that's uh, now that you said that, that makes me more even more interested to go back because I like taking something that no one ever cared as much about. Like Boba Fett wasn't a big deal in the first, you know, he was in the first episode. If you watch episode four, that Jabba scene, if you go back. But no one, he was cool looking then, and they made a cartoon about him, the, the holiday special. And then he's in that show, and, and he got popularity. I mean, he was significant in that show. I IG-88 wasn't, but take that guy and bring him ahead. Do something cool with him. You know, yeah. grab, you know, Captain Rex. He was a big part of that. I mean, my kids had the Legos of Captain Rex all over the place. I could probably make mm-hmm. 10 of them from all the Legos laying around from them, but you know, they, they were into it and they were into the Lego side of it. And I just, I thought the cartoons were for kids and I wish I would have watched them. I think they didn't watch it. You'd enjoy it. I think you'd enjoy it. Just, just take it for what it is. It's star Wars raw, right? It's just trying to, what it was, it was trying to make the clone wars better. They knew, they they knew knew the writing was weak. So so you know, on Disney plus, if you Uh go into the Marvel section and you scroll down the menus, they have like, phases one two and three in yep. chronological order do yep. they do that on the star wars one do they give like a i don't know i watched them in chronological order i can't tell you for sure i haven't uh, i haven't gone back and revisited them that since they left netflix and went to disney right uh, that was the last time i watched the clone wars was when it was on netflix so um you know may 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 I, it would make sense yeah. it would make sense but i i don't know for sure i, I don't know for sure i mean hold on i'll look TV is right over there. I'll take a look real quick. Just move over to hit the Disney Plus button on the remote. And we'll, I mean, I can't show you on the, well, maybe I can. Is it camera two? Is camera two point over there? Yeah. Okay. Camera two. Wow. Camera two. Sorry. Well, I, 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 I have a studio for, that's what I do for, you know, work. Um, but yeah. So let's, don't comment on any of the crap in my room. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what we're looking at here. Oh, in the bottom right, that's my TV. I'm sorry. It's, it's I got the bottom right, on the on the left there. What do we got there? That design, oh. like some kind of tower. It's a, it's a lava lamp. I think it's a lava oh, lamp. Oh, that's um, that is the Daily Bugle Lego set. Ah, here, let me hold on. Oh, give me a second. I gotta turn on the light to it. Uh, Star Wars has a very cool opening to all their shows now with that. Yeah, that I think. That is pretty yes. cool. I mean, Avengers, Marvel has a great one too, but they made it. That's what makes me, draws me in, like the old days of HBO. When you, used to, you guys remember that? You watch HBO oh, yeah. and they would come flying in and, you know, that draws yep. you in. Yep. I agree, nice. dude. Look at that. 
So Boba. that's that's uh, that's some of my some of my junk. Oh, um, nice. So okay, originals, The Mandalorian movies, and then series and specials, Bad Batch. Okay, Star Wars in timeline order. There you Phantom go. Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, The Clone Wars cartoon. There it is. I saw. Yep. Revenge of the Sith, Bad Batch, where that's going on. Then you get into Solo, Kenobi, Rebels, Andor, Rogue One, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Resistance, and then there you go. Oh, all of them right there in order. Great. Sorry, so, I can't move a... the teeth. I can't move it down a little bit more, but yeah, it's um, yeah. Now, question so, I have as a as a bigger Star Wars fan than I am and anyone I know. So you, you got the answers, right? Sorry. Um, the, uh, be that no, 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 I, no, 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 <laughs> I'm like, uh, I was out of it for too long. I, I'm, I, I'm, no, you I'm, are the one I'm, true nerd King. This is your, you are. maybe in you Star Wars, me, I guess, but you gave me a new hope to get back into Star Wars. So, um, <laughs> but the, the Obi-Wan show. Okay. So I watched yeah. that, you know, I was a fan of Obi-Wan. Uh, you know, I thought he was cool, but my favorite character besides Boba Fett was Darth Vader. Thought he's a badass, mm-hmm. right? Rogue One mm-hmm. scene at the end of Rogue One was awesome. Best now, when those two fought ever. in Obi Wan, that shouldn't have happened, right? Because the way Obi Wan talks in A New Hope, he said, "I was once the learner," or I mean, Darth Vader said, "I was once a learner, now I'm the master." So, how many mm-hmm. times they it acted like they hadn't fought again since Episode Three mm-hmm. on that planet, right? So, yeah, and they, they also messed up stuff with Leia on that timeline. She wasn't supposed to know Obi-Wan when she was young. Like in yeah, Well, we assumed. We assumed. Well, no, you, know, you were my father. My father spoke so well of you. You know, you helped my father, things of that nature. But, you know, I, I don't know what the future has on that. I, I But I don't believe Filoni and Favreau would have let that necessarily happen without some kind of further explanation. Because it sounds like we're getting a season two of Kenobi. So something else is going to go on here. I, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. But when it comes to that inaccuracy, um, I, I feel it. I wondered from it. I just kind of said to myself, I'm just happy to see you and McGregor back. So I'm okay with it. I, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I'll, I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I mean, I know that there's, unfortunately the Star Wars fandoms become very toxic too. Star Wars fans have become like, you know, we used to complain about Star Trek being the, <laughs> the real jerks and the super nerds and the at least star trek people can get along with each other bro like star wars fans now have to be like rabid and hate each other at different times or like you're not a purist or whatever at any rate i digress i'm one of those star wars fans that was so excited to see hayden christensen come back as vader and and especially ewan mcgregor I, I, I the entire time I, I didn't care what he did if he could have just said hello there I might have like wet my pants let alone you know seeing him walk up to you know Luke at the end of that and like hand him the the starfighter model I mean there was tie-ins and there was differences yes 100% but you know it was that was the the time where he realized Vader also that was the time when they said Vader killed your father that's like when Anakin said Anakin's dead because I killed him. You did not fail me, Obi-Wan. You that's 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 just it. That's that's what and that's what he's Vader says. You right. did not fail me, Obi-Wan. Anakin died because I killed him. And that's what and that's exactly what Obi-Wan tells Luke. So I mean there's yep. there's going to be I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just ignoring it and I'm okay with it. 
So I never really looked into a, a bunch of the other parts and pieces, but I was just like that awestruck of just getting to see you and McGregor again. Cause I'm, I, 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 I love you McGregor. I, I, I love him since train spotting, you know, when we were oh, yeah, kids, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. just that you and McGregor, I've always loved him as an actor and him being Obi-Wan Kenobi to me is even better than Sir Alec Guinness. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm there with it. So yeah, I, I, I was okay with Kenobi. Um, and to be honest, it was, that was, that was the more badass Vader too, that I've been waiting for in a lot of ways, because we went from the prequels where everything was like super crazy, amazing sword play and things of that nature. And then we go to, I show my daughters for my daughter, four five and six. And she'd be like, what the fuck happened? You know, like, <laughs> as opposed to like, pop, 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 you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ridiculous. The difference, right. It's ridiculous. And then, and, but like, you know, then talking about like the digression of Obi-Wan from not getting to use his lightsaber for decades, you know, and, and Anakin's been doing nothing but getting better and stronger. And that's the guy we see in rogue one, right. The guy that's just like, pulling people up from the ceiling to the floor and flopping them in half. And yep. that Vader was playing with Obi-Wan. <laughs> he was having fun. He was enjoying kicking the sh out of his old master. So to me, that was, and I loved seeing him rip the entire, like stopping that ship from taking off. Yeah. yeah. Pulling it back down and ripping off the entire side. I was just like, Whoa! You know, oh, yeah. oh. and then whoosh, and there goes the other ship, and he was just like, "Damn it!" You know, it was that was cool. That was that no, to I, me was the Vader I had been waiting for. Heck yeah, that's the one we saw in Rogue One, and and they brought yeah. it back in that. But he kicked, he basically kicked Obi Wan's ass, and the way they made it sound in, in Episode Four was that Obi Wan kicked his ass, which was on that lava planet, mm -hmm. and which was a horrible fight scene. I still think it was terribly done could have been done so much better i hated the way they did it and i couldn't stand anakin because he was a whiny bitch throughout the first three <laughs> episode one through three he was worse than yeah. jar jar because you imagine the darth vader that you were just talking about that's pulling ships down from from the sky ripping people around and crunching people just by you know just the anger like the punisher anger that he had and uh he was just a little bitch, and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it. I like, how does that guy become that guy, right? Yeah. Like serial killers are like, you know, doing weird things as kids that they become something bad. And Vader didn't look like that. Not that I want to see that, but I'm just saying, like, you didn't see that bad streak in him. You just saw this, this little bitch that was worried about his, you <laughs> this, know, his wife. This dying. broken, this broken kid, man. He's he was broken. He 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 didn't know up from down, left from right. And you know, and if if Qui Gon, you know, the battle of the fates is is so pivotal because if if Qui Gon lives, Anakin's different. Anakin right. probably doesn't turn to the dark side. Because Qui Gon's not that kind of teacher. Qui-Gon's a totally different teacher. Qui-Gon was ready for somebody like Anakin. And Qui-Gon knew what Anakin was. Obi-Wan didn't. So in the Battle of the Fates, the, 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 the real thing there isn't, isn't about Darth Maul in the battle. The battle is who's going to raise Anakin? Because the fate of the universe rides on that. And that's the outcome that's of who lives thing. and who dies there. Huh. That's the importance of the episode one. And because Qui-Gon dies, the person, the only person that understood what 
Anakin was. And, and, and Anakin looked at him as a father. Anakin, right. Anakin looked at him as a savior. You saved me. And all of a sudden he gets passed to the kid on the ship that met him moments before. And it's like, who the fuck is this kid? We were just picking up strays. Like, oh, we got, we got a Gungan and a kid now. What the hell? You know, and, and didn't want him. Didn't, but he, and he took it as a dying wish. Like Kenobi wasn't that freaking noble to take on Anakin. Kenobi felt like, well, I promised him. So I'll take the kid, you know, (laughs) right. And that, that, that is the most pivotal moment in star Wars. And yes, Anakin was the chosen one because at the end, even though he fell, he came back and he took out the emperor. You know, he took it out. He, he got rid of the Sith. He, he Harry carried himself by, you know, by throwing himself at the emperor to essentially die to save his son. And that was the extinguishment of the Sith. Now we knew from the books too, there was cloning and like that. But at the same time, he fulfilled his destiny of bringing balance to the force because the Jedi were too big and unwieldy. The Jedi had lost their way. Even according to Yoda, we can't see things anymore, man. We're too big. Like we aren't the Jedi, what we used to be. We're a political tool. Now we're police. We're not, we're not, we're not peacekeepers. We're police. We're sent in to do what the Republic wants. And he nerfed them, got them down to nothing. And then at the same time too, took out the one guy that was making the big power play, which is Palpatine. And he brought balance to the force. And yeah, I, that, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know episode one could have some redemption. Phil, Phil has done it. Sorry, dude. Well, I apologize. Oh, Darth, no, Maul, apologize. Darth Maul made that episode. But what you're saying now that, I mean, that my made kid. Made it more important. <laughs> yes. I mean, my kid, that song, the Duel of Fate song, my kid and his buddy in kindergarten did a little, uh, you know, uh, show for. Uh, da, da. Uh, and they did the whole lightsaber da, da. scene and on, on stage. And I was like. And now it just showed up on my on my um, Apple Music Dang today way. when I was driving around. Oh. It said "Duel of Fates," and it, and I was like, and then you said it today, so I didn't realize that's what it meant by fate. So yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it was a I duel mean, of fates. I I if you listen, if you watch New Hope again and and imagine in your head what Obi Wan's talking about and what the Jedi looked like and mm-hmm. what what I imagined it to be was nothing that Episode One, Two, and Three end up being. Right. Yeah. So how are you saying it now with the, the deepened part of it as a fan that that makes it a bigger thing? But I was just like I was disappointed with what I imagined the world to be a bunch of mm-hmm. I imagine a bunch of Jedis in black outfits like Luke was in Return of the Jedi, just fucking people up. And then there was yeah, and they like were flying in planes with you know a lightsaber. I mean? lightsabers, but they were like, oh, let's just hop in this plane. And we're how was Anakin a great fighter pilot? Like you never saw him do any any crazy stuff in the movies as cool as it as obi-wan talks about in episode four right you i imagine it would be this like maverick maverick and goose flying through the through the galaxy and it was like he's some bitch who's crying over this woman and then he's not even flying he's in the he's in the, like you know he's not even the clones are doing all the work i just yeah, imagine I, like a, I, th- I think lucas did a bad job writing the episodes i i did but that's where clone wars well, comes in and you see an yeah. Anakin that is a great pilot pulling off these crazy maneuvers, pulling, uh, becoming an admiral that's, you know, taking things with his clones, you know, very seriously. And also, you know, too, like, what is the importance of the clones? And, and these are people, too. You know, they're actual people. So we're talking about clone rights and we're talking about, well, you know, oh, they die. Well, we'll just get more clones. 
no, but these are, these, these are personality. Each one of them is different, a different personality. Right. And what's the weight of the Jedi losing a clone? These are their friends too. Right. You know, this right. is, um, it, it, it adds, it adds a, a, a very, um, a, a lot of depth to it. So I, I, I would leave it as that, but I think you would become, you would enjoy what you see, especially of the Jedi from the clone wars and you'll get to see like Plo Kloon and you'll see a show like Ayala. And there, there's so many different, there's so many different cool Jedi, um, including like, you know, Boba trying to put out a hit on Mace Windu for cutting his dad's head off. Right. You know, so we're getting all the bounty hunters in there and all the craziness that comes from the bounty hunters. You're going to see an empire strikes back and stuff. And like, what's the beef between the Wookiees and the, the, the I'm, I'm going to shut up. But I think you'd enjoy it. I I think you'd enjoy it. As a Star Wars nerd, it's the Del Rey books of of what the current Star Wars universe is. It just got super deep, super rich, and you had some fun. But you got to give it a few episodes. The first ones are kind of hokey. I won't lie. You know, (laughs) the first ones are kind of hokey, but they pick up. Now that it's all on streaming, I mean, it's easy to find stuff, you know, so. You can just do it in between things, man. It'd just be like, you know, oh, I got like five minutes. I'm just going to watch a little piece of it here. But then all of a sudden, once you're like into a couple of episodes, you could be like, where'd that last hour go? I'm pretty sure. Because all of a sudden, this is like new episode, new episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the kind of thing. It's just like it's over all of a sudden. And then it Clone Wars, boom, new episode. It was great. Yep, that's it was great. We yeah. did that with uh, Game of Thrones. We hadn't we hadn't watched Game of Thrones until 2020. And then that's you're talking eight seasons, an hour long episode. So it was like, that was like a month long undertaking, if not two. So if this is like a couple of days, then I can do that. I can I can find a time to, to fill in twenty minute episodes. You'll for just this. you'll just easily just put parts and pieces of it in there. But I promise you, I promise you, all of a sudden you're going to look at some of the new series and stuff that's coming out. You're going to be like, I yeah. I know that now. Now I get it. Now I get it. I promise you'll get you'll have all that. Right, moment. Yeah, I'm, I promise. I might yeah, watch I... one tonight because I'm I'm. That's one thing that was lacking. I was such a Star Wars fan. I mean, again, I've sold I've sold most of my GI Joe away, but I've kept the Star Wars just because of that connection. Uh, and but I I don't collect the comics, and I watched the movies, but I was like watching Matrix two and three. I was like, this sucked. <laughs> like the first one was so awesome, and then you guys messed it up. And I mm-hmm. felt it about episodes one and three, and seven, eight, nine, because that story you're talking about with Thrawn was the way to go. So again, yeah. they're fixing it. There and there's many ways that they fixed it. So um, I'm good. I'll, I'll be able to yeah. watch that and, and, and get I'm back excited to it. see where we can still go with it. I'm excited to see oh, yeah. where we can still go with it. But yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm actually kind of like getting into this is gonna sound crazy, but I'm actually kind of getting into like Lego keys now. Like believe it or not, like the first the first appearances of different Lego characters are worth a lot of money. Wow. Right? Like like this is the first Boba Fett right now how do you know that that's the first one like there's is there a marking on it somewhere that you'll know that or the backpack it's the only okay. one with the backpack that has a jetpack attached to it and obviously there's things inside the lego that you can look at you know for looking for the actual like lego name and the boots and things that need. i gotta block out my face to make my camera zoom in on it but at any rate this is 1800 dollars. holy shit damn this is the cloud city lego Boba Fett it came with the Cloud City set. It was the first like big Star Wars set. Do you got to send that into CGC to get graded? They don't have those yet. They, they don't it? do a grading yet. They don't do grading yet. <laughs> but like the That's first great. Ahsoka Tano has gone up like 127% in the last wow. year. But the cool thing is about Legos, 
Um, Legos have never gone down in value, ever. They don't dip. And I say that because also the the largest drug busts in Interpol history was tracked with the, how, the way they were laundering money. And, and I don't know if you, you've heard about this, but they were they were they were shipping Legos. They would go out and they'd buy Legos, trains full of Legos, and they would ship that around Europe. And that was their money. That was their assets. Because you could take it into a Target and exchange it for 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 cash in a coupon. You could take it to a a, a a convention and sell it for twice its value because it had a character A B C D in it. Or you could take it to your kids and not have to get them Christmas gifts that year because <laughs> they would freaking love them, right? And Legos are worldwide, and they don't they're not they're not they're not stuck by language barriers. It's number one, number two, number three, number four, and it's all just mapped out on there. You don't need to. Okay, is there is that the Spanish version or the French version or the English version? Nope, it's one, it's two, it's three, and it's in those step by step by steps. So Legos are worldwide. I and love Legos. I'm just telling you. How many those I and, threw And out. if you want to see something crazy, go to eBay and type in SDCC Lego exclusives, and you're going to see twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars for different Lego characters like the miles morales that was supposed to get released during during covid yeah i'm, I'm, I'm doing a show on lego characters by the way um but i just yeah. just previewing it up just teeing it up talking about star wars it all started with this little guy right here that i bought at a lego convention when my daughter was four we went to a lego convention and i got it for 40 bucks and my wife and my wife was just like that's crazy why would you pay that much for it i bought that and i got this deadpool character right and this was when before after disney recalled him because they didn't realize how uh how, how sketchy <laughs> deadpool was um but at any rate um i bought him for 40 bucks and i just like i was talking about it with theo i was just like i wonder how much it is and um just looked it up on eBay. It was eighteen hundred bucks. Damn. Stupid. Damn. Uh, I'll kind of like uh, Phil. Real quick, we should talk about your show, Comics and Chaos. Yeah. You know, real yes, quick. Please. Uh, it was. It's funny that so I think it was your last episode was on raffles and mystery boxes, correct? Yes. So what's funny yes. is that what you guys talk about, JP and I, often laugh about is those like those ridiculous raffles, or it's like. Journey into Mystery 83, 10 spots, $1,500. And we're like, who is who is putting $1,500 into these things to just maybe get like, uh, that is just, and so we laugh about it all the time. So when you guys did this episode, I was like, oh, this is funny. Like, it's funny that these we're not the only ones thinking like this. No, you're not, man. You're not. There's a big community of it. I see Legos in your hands. Hey, check out that Ahsoka time. Oh, yeah. That, I think is like 175 bucks. You might want to make sure you got the right lightsabers. <laughs> you might not. I, I do. I'm like I said. I was gonna. I got a Captain Rex face, but he's on a different body. So I just. Uh, yeah, I would take the, a look at the, for the character I'm, bodies and see if you can find them. I think you'd be surprised. The room I'm in now was my kid's toy room, and I had I used to clean this with a shovel because there was toys everywhere. Yeah, and I didn't think any of the Lego stuff. I usually I kept the Star Wars stuff as you can see, but I put up my my toys mm -hmm. now, and I, I I don't think I threw them away, but trying to find them may be pretty difficult right now so now you made me upset that i've thrown out so much money throughout my life <laughs> yeah bro i'm i'm there i'm there i just started learning about it. i only i only discovered it by accident when i when i like i said that boba fett character because i'm a i'm a star wars nerd 
And when I saw a Boba Fett Lego, there wasn't any Boba Fett Legos at the time besides the Cloud City one. And somebody was selling it loose. And I was just like, I could either spend like $800 at the time for the Cloud City or I could spend 40 bucks and get this Boba Fett. Yeah, and now there's... it's the reason why it's so expensive. It's just because that damn character. Yeah, if you go to there at shows I went to 10 years ago, um, we have a, a Steel City Con that's in Monroeville, PA, right outside of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And there was guys that had like shelves, like clear shelves full of Legos they made. And mm-hmm. I was like, look at this stuff, man. And my kids were into Legos and I don't think they were charging 40 for stuff. And there might have been, and that's probably why we didn't buy them. But I was like, look at this stuff. And hindsight should have known to keep them. <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm just so. saying Lego keys. Keep an eye out for it. It's not taken off yet. It's not something a lot of people, the only people that really know about it are the people that really collect Legos or the people that watch our show. Yeah. (laughs) Or the ones that watch this show. Yeah. Yeah. You got you guys are lucky who are watching. I'll tell you that right now. You guys are here and we're we're super super guys. Well, while the money is kind of coming out of comics at the moment, check out your Lego keys. Check out your Lego keys. There's not as many of them. They're a little bit rare. So yeah. Good for thought. That's interesting. Yeah. But at any rate, yeah. Take, no, take us back to the show, though. Like, what what got you guys to start it? Where do you hope it goes? That kind of thing, real quick. So, um, like I said, I got started a couple years ago in Instagram. In Theo, um, became a friend uh, through you know connections, mutual connections. Over time, we met in person at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, had a great time. To, we we had been chatting on the phone for you know a, a good year before that, but we met at San Diego Comic Con. And Theo, Theo had been, to his credit, pushing me to get to YouTube. He's just like, Phil, you do long-form content all the time. You got all the stuff, parts and pieces. Why the hell aren't you doing a YouTube channel? Like, I'll, I'll hang out with you once in a while. Like, you don't have to. Because I I'd always say, like, I don't like to do things alone. I don't want to do it by myself. They're like, ah, you'll get guests. People will join. He's like, I'll, I'll join you once in a while kind of thing. And then finally, it was, it was, Phil, I'm going to do this YouTube thing. And you need to do this YouTube thing. Let's freaking go. And it was just like, yep, that's what I needed. I needed a co-pilot because I hate doing shows alone. Yeah. I don't like doing it. I've been working on it. And I'm go- you're going to see me doing episodes by myself. Yeah, uh, I've seen like, like the daily updates. chaos I've seen you do. Yeah, we're bringing that back again next week. I've had a little bit of trying to get this Star Wars show off the ground. I took a hiatus the last two weeks. Um, and we've had some big interviews um, that I've been doing some pre-records with. And they all want to do it at the same time, seven o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, so, you know, I've, I'm trying to trying to get back to it. But I will be working on that because it's a betterment for me as a host and being able to do things collaboratively. But Theo's been doing that all of his time. You know, he's been a salesman doing solo shows all the time. So he's fine. Phil needs to work on it. Yeah, we're um, actually so- um, interviewing uh, Theo in a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said so. He said, yeah. he's like, oh, it's nice. You're nice. He's like, yeah, because like, I wanted to come, but I was obviously just went not Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, when we're taping this, but um, I can say that it was the impetus of the time that we got to start to spend after San Diego. We decided to roommate at Chicago C2E2 and we had a blast. The best was this fun last, last ever year. Had. Yep. Last year. We decided. I think I saw the pictures of that stuff. You guys were like with Comic Tom and other group. Ridiculous. Yes. Yes. We were. Yeah, that's awesome. Everybody. There wasn't anybody we weren't with. It was. It was. It was ridiculous, and we were out until like four or five a.m., six a.m. We didn't go to bed some nights. I mean, it was just nonstop, nerding out, hanging out with people, 
you know, talking about comics 24 seven for all this time as C2E2. And then we knew we had to do New York together. We did New York together the exact same way, brought in our friend Godly, um, Alexi. And this year we're doing C2E2 and we're doing it um, with our friends, Jeff, Golden Age Guru. And he's going to be one of our roommates as well as Nigel Desired Comics and um, uh, my uh, my videographer, Pashma Lee. Uh, he's going to be joining us. So the five of us are going to be in these two rooms um, at C2E2. Awesome. And we're going to document the hell out of that entire thing, man. It's that's why we got a videographer photographer coming with us. So it's going to be all content all the time and um, hopefully be able to kick out some stuff from C2E2. Nice. But that's yeah. uh, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's how I got in. I watching YouTube. I, I found comic Tom and I was like, this guy's awesome. Like, I mean, the show part of it. And then I saw Theo came on to elite and I was like, he looked famous just by when he showed up on the show. I'm like, where'd they get this guy from? Is this Keanu Reeves, brother or something? I'm like, where'd he come from? So Theo, I thought he was, was an actor or something. Yeah. Theo's Theo was doing uh, auctions um, for about as long as elite had been. Right. But he was just doing them for himself. He's just selling his own books. You know, so Theo had built up a great following. Um, and I think that's what attracted Ali to him. Um, you know, uh, Elite's amazing. And I love Ali. Uh, some of the best people I've ever met in my life are from the Elite family. Um, very lucky to know any of them, um, let alone be a topic of conversation of help from them at times, too. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, those guys is awesome. Yeah, they're, they're great. But that, but Comics and Chaos really came from the conventions. And Theo and I just being like, okay, we're going to do it. And then we put it off for a long time, man. We were, we were planning on starting it while we were in New York. We just kept on putting it off and off and like, okay, new year. And then the new year came like a week out. Like, do we postpone again? Like, nope, we're just going to freaking do it. Fly by the seat of our pants. And you know, that's what happened. So um, we're, we're getting better. We're trying to learn something new each episode and really trying to embrace the live aspect of this. And hopefully, you know, it'll continue to grow, but um, you know, We'll see. People like us. People don't. Uh, I'm going to keep on trying, though. So yeah, so, no, yeah. I, I enjoy it. Just, I mean, you guys talk about stuff that JP and I talk about, and it's it's great. Yeah, no, I. I you guys like, got almost what, almost 800 subs now. I think on it last I saw, maybe more. Uh, no, I think we're at like 740, 750 as of this morning when I looked last. Um, and you just yeah, started this right? about two months ago. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, we've been we've been we've been hustling I mean, and trying to get some that's what i mean you guys got great recognition that when you do the show you just brings brings the fans right out to it because there's a nice connection between the group you're talking about elite and all that that you guys built and now you're you know now it people will follow who they like and yeah i mean we've 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 been blessed you know i've got uh you know theo and i both have elite connections you know i'm i'm social media manager with cover price um, obviously I was a spokesperson with KRS, uh, for a period of time, but I still, I, I still spend a lot of time with them as a, a family and body. Um, but we've been able to meet a lot of really cool people because of those things. So, you know, you're going to see lots of people from cover price appearing on the show. Cause you know, those are my friends. Those are people I talk to each day, you know, and, uh, and with Theo, it's, uh, especially the people from elite and whatnot Wednesdays, right. You know, so he's a part of those teams. And so those are good. Like Gem Mint will be on this Friday. Um, nice, yeah. well, this Friday, this Sunday. Um, so we're gonna be talking statues and getting into that and trying to understand more about it because I don't know a lot about statues. And yeah. So it's good education, but we've been blessed with cool friends and like meeting you guys right now. Right. So, I mean, like this is, this is the blessing of this community and, and having these conversations and then getting to share them with others. And that's really the main thing is 
we're all human. Like a lot of people, a lot of people on the internet, everybody's got a hater. Everybody's got a troll. Everybody's got, you know, they like this about this person. They don't like that or, or, you know, buy this or don't buy that. And, you know, all these, there's, everybody's yelling at you to do things. And I think everybody forgets that we're all people. We're all, we're all human beings. And um, we're all out here because we all have a same similar passion. And um, that's really what our show is at, at its essence about. It's about the people that make up the community. And that's what we want it to be. We want it to be a community driven thing. Um, and that's why we have different guests every single week. You don't, there's going to be a few that start to reoccur like Mac with Kessel run. He's going to be a reoccurring best because we're, we're specifically yeah. talking star Wars. And the only right. person I know that knows a hell of a lot more of the star Wars than me is, is Mac. I mean, he makes me look like a freaking idiot every time we talk. Well, actually, it's not, you know, it was like, all right, we're Rain doing man. stuff together because it's going to get crazy. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, that's what we've enjoyed, enjoyed the most too, right? And we've had, we have a few episodes where we talk about different things, but like our yeah. easily the most enjoyable episodes to do and to listen to. I feel our interviews where we get to meet people, talk to them, learn about them, hear their story. It's, it's fantastic. Because everybody knows more than me, right? You know, everybody's got a different thing that they know more about. Like, you're going to know a lot more about Silver Age than I am because I'm a modern guy, right? And, you know, you're going to know a lot more about A, B, C, and D as well because you're 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 into these different things as well. We all have different talents and different strength points. So, you know, spending time with people that actually um, know more than you in different areas is what makes you better, you know, and yeah. it makes you more well-rounded and excited and it makes know. those friends important. You know, you got somebody to lean on and be like, this book comes across my desk. Like, well, I know a couple of guys. I should talk to them first because yeah. I don't know shit about this. You know, <laughs> um, and that's that's what makes us a community, dude. So yeah, I'm 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 that hippy dippy guy, uh, which is which is weird because the last few episodes I've been the angry nerd the last couple of times. Like, <laughs> I hate this Punisher thing. Yeah, so what, they, did they uh, did someone come up with a nickname for it? Because you were talking about how you want to outbid people just because like of spite or something like that. Oh yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, I think it was. Um, uh, Brian McClay from Beyond Wednesdays, which is like, where's the Bizarro Phil? You yeah, know, it's yeah, just yeah. like this is this is anger. This is this is Bizarro Nerd King because he's he's been so mad all the time. I'm usually the I'm usually the happy, excited one. Theo's been loving it. He's just like I'm just lo- like I don't have to be the angry guy right now. He's like this has been great. I've just been able to sit there and smile and be like, yeah, I don't care. Phil's mad for me today. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, How did you get? I think I'm going to post that meme of Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal of like when like and I'm going to be Nick Cage looking angry and Theo's going to be laughing because he doesn't have to be the angry one on the show today kind of thing as Pedro Pascal. Probably going to do a meme on that sometime soon. But yeah. Now, did you yeah. get outbid on something? Is that what I saw that or somebody? Yeah. You're on your oh, buddies oh, oh, I, I that's just me making memes that matter to the community. Oh. You know, okay. that's, I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's personal. Usually it's not. Usually I just see okay. something funny and I say to myself, and, and that's like my social media thing, right? Like that's, that's how I got my account. That my, my account was me being silly and me speaking to our niche, taking things that are popular and speaking to our niche. And I would just twist stuff into making it funny for us as opposed to, oh, that must be cool for an influencer but it doesn't mean to a comic book collector like, well, okay. If I pose this question on top of it, all of a sudden it's just like, ah, yeah, I feel that all day. Um, yep. You know? And I think, I think the one that was for a collector was uh, like getting outbid on something or, or, or bidding somebody out on it was, 
yeah, I, I can't remember what somebody had used on it, but it was like, I'm the best. It was, it was something to do with sports. It was, it was a sports meme. And I'm just like, oh, I can use that with bidding because it's competitive. It makes sense yeah. in our, in our niche. And I just rescope it. And that's really what, that's really what working in social media is, is, you know, speaking to our niche, speaking yeah. to the things that matter to the people that you're trying to matter to. And I'm, I've run out of ideas some days of like putting myself on camera and doing things like that. So I'm kind of leaning on the memes right now because then I can focus on the content I'm making for YouTube because I just don't have enough time to make original content like I used to for Instagram. I'm, I'm leaning on, okay, I'm going to scroll 15 minutes, find something that looks cool and I'm going to rescope it to my audience. And that's what I do. Nice. That's what I, at least, at least last the last two months, especially it's been because I'm trying to spend time here, get better at this. And that's, I, I don't know which one drives the other one. You know, I think one morphs into and the others, you know, I've seen people that go from one to the other and they, the YouTube just takes off and vice versa. But, um, mm -hmm. when I got downtime, I used to, my kids were always YouTube people. They'd put on whatever the heck they were watching on YouTube and I'd hear people screaming and I'm like, what are you watching? And now mm -hmm. I'm, my wife comes in. She goes, who's on YouTube now? What comic book crap are you watching? And I'm like, oh, it's Comic Tom. Or that's uh, Future Past. Collect. You know, I, all these people yeah. I'm watching are just over Comics all day Explained long. and, you know, yeah. Reggie Collects. <laughs> you know, Reggie, just real, real quick, it's kind of funny you say that, uh, JP. Just like, so I've obviously, none of my friends in Seattle um, here are comic book people, right? So all my comic book friends I've made online. And so like JP's become one of them, for instance. And like, uh, he was looking at, we were looking at a Hulk 181 and he called me the other night and my wife, Brianne was like, who, who are you talking to? I didn't recognize that voice. I was like, oh no, that's JP. And then, um, you know, we become good friends with Manu from the 9.9 .9 newsstand. Manu is amazing. And, yeah. And he called me like two nights in a row. We had two different things to talk about and we were talking on the phone and she's like, all of a sudden you're like talking to all these people I've never met or what is going on over there? It's <laughs> like, you text the now I hear. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because everyone um, I know is on the West Coast, so it's all like texting <laughs> at midnight. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Talking to my girlfriend." <laughs> Theo, Theo uh, hates texting, but that's because you know he's 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 working all the time, and he's got he's got three little ones to take care of, so his his hands are always busy, so he can't text the same way. Like for me, I hate talking on the phone. Oh, same, yeah. I hate talking on the phone, but. And Theo knows that, and he still calls me five or six times a day, and we will talk for forty-five minutes to an hour almost each time. Um, you know, because he, he, we, we've got we're, we're talking about shows, we're going through ideas, getting sharing opinions, like who should we get on for a guest this week? What pre-record do we need to? Who am I working for? As you know, trying to work over on a PR because I, I I work in I work in media. I, that's kind of what I do for a living as my main job. This is my this is my my for funsies right um so like i'll use my press credentials to you know talk to so and so and try and get them on for whatever it may be or do a pre-record or you know things of that nature so and at the same time too theo knows a lot of these other people big power players because he's he's in those families so we're always debating like okay who are we doing this week okay we're gonna you know try and talk yeah, to so and so or yes you bring yeah. on and yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what we that's what we kind of debate and go back and forth with. But we talk about that stuff daily. So, yeah, Theo's Theo's kind of like base 
Theo's like family to me, you know, uh, in all honesty. And uh, don't ever let, don't ever play this part in the recording. But yeah, I mean, he's 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 definitely. I mean, I I don't I don't think I even I the only person I talk to maybe more than Theo is my daughter, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. But everybody knows when Theo calls and it's like, "I'll be back." I'm walking upstairs. Forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, What's up, dude? Phil, Phil, this was awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking to us. And uh, we thank love you for letting me again. hang out, guys. Yeah, I've we been, definitely uh, want to have you on again down the future. In the future, yeah. Like Anytime, man. Anytime. You get a cancellation, and you guys just want to go and talk about something. Just be like, dude, you doing anything? Probably not. So you know, uh, just just give me a holler. I'm always down to clown. I en- I enjoy it, and I enjoy these kinds of conversations too because I learn things, I make new friends. Um, I you can't beat that. Uh, yeah. That's that's the best payment possible for spending your time. Um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are just like, oh, isn't that? Don't you spend a lot of time with that? Like you don't understand. Like my life gets richer every single time yeah. I do these things. So yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, I totally. Anytime enjoyed the time and we like we say we can go on for hours with this stuff and as it's oh yeah it's, it's, i've got a family say, downstairs honestly, that better see me for yeah. 15 minutes or i'm gonna get killed <laughs> yeah as you can see i'm in the same boat so yeah so but yeah no well, phil thanks for coming on today i i enjoyed it i'm gonna be watching the clone wars for the next couple of days and getting caught up and the next time we talk i'll be more knowledgeable we're gonna talk talk yeah we're gonna yeah. really Enjoy. talk we're gonna really talk jp i'm gonna I, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna you make sure you tell me when you're watching those and we can have some little nerd out sessions. I am down for it. You might got I'm you guys might have to join to. us on one of our uh, Thursday shows with uh, Kessel Run. Maybe we can do like a a, a Clone Wars flashback kind yeah. of. Yeah, how's that show gonna be live? Yeah, it's gonna live, be live on YouTube. All right, I'll be live watching on tomorrow, YouTube then. every yeah. Thursday at seven p.m. Eastern time, and that's going forward for into perpetuity. It's a Star Wars show. Theo will be there a lot. Um, but really it's, but Theo's also still learning star Wars too, in some ways he's, he's definitely knows star Wars, but yeah. he's, he's, he's like, he's, he can like, I consider him the Marvel expert. He considers like an X-Men guy and he considers me the star Wars guy. So, and having Mac on, is just like, Oh, so, you know, um, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun, but we're going to definitely be having a lot of other star Wars guests on. And since there's so much star Wars content coming this year, I mean, you got Young Jedi, you've got Bad Batch and Mandalorian. Right now, we've got Visions coming back for season two. We've got Skeleton Crew and Ahsoka. I mean, we got like seven different series happening over this year. There's nothing but Star Wars to talk about. 100%. It's going to be awesome. So it'll be a great night. Great night. You guys are going to join us. All right. I'll be watching tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. All right, Phil. Looking forward to it. Peace out, everybody. Thanks again. See you all soon.